Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management. We're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. We're taking a look at how the construction materials testing and inspection industry has responded to a global pandemic. To check in with the certification industry, we've got Tom Cohn from Wassel as our guest. Tom, thanks for uh, checking in with us. Thanks for having me. All right, so a lot of people don't know Wassel too well, but do you want to tell us about Wassel? Sure. Wassel is an association of engineering laboratories, inspection agencies, and our partners, building officials. Um, we were established in 1974 following the collapse of Skyline Towers that killed 12 people and injured uh, 70, 80 others. And at that time, the industry, 12 members of the industry, decided to get together and say, we are never going to let Skyline Towers happen again. So we partnered with Fairfax County and developed what was the first, Fairfax County, Virginia, the first special inspections program in the United States. Uh, that critical structures program, as it was called then, has eventually made its way into the IBC as special inspections over the last uh, uh, 40 years or so, 50 years or, or, or so. So Wassel at that time said in 1974, we need to develop baseline minimum standards for people that we send out to sites in order that are going to observe and test construction materials. So we developed the Concrete One certification in 1975, soil certification in 1975. We also said that there needs to be some basic minimum baseline qualification for engineering laboratories that are going to test materials. So in 1976, we established our laboratory accreditation program. We were way out front uh, in terms of quality assurance and baseline minimum standards for several reasons. First and most importantly is public health and safety. But two, to establish baseline minimum standards that levels the competitive playing field. Um, and since that time, we have expanded our certification program to 14 different certifications. We are the only organization that has a shallow foundations certification now. Um, we are going to develop a wood frame, wood timber certification in the next year. Uh, we have the only fire stopping certification in the industry. So we have been pretty much leading edge. And one of the remarkable things, we're an organization of 40 members. Um, I always like to characterize us, we are the little train that did. Uh, and we don't have a lot of turnover in our leadership when you only have 40 members. But what's remarkable about the organization are two things. One, we have probably the best private-public sector partnership of any construction industry group in the United States, or maybe even North America. Uh, we meet with build, our building officials pretty much every month. We invite them to our meetings. They come, they get technical updates, but more it's like sitting face to face. Uh, we have a partnership because our building officials understand what we do is in the best interest of the industry, 
as opposed to the best interest of a particular company. And that brings me to the second distinctive competency. The people who serve on our board of directors are fierce competitors. They will beat each other up in the, in the business arena every single day. But when they walk into their board meeting, they take off their company hat and put on their industry hat. And it's just quite astounding to see something like that. And I'll just give you one quick example of, of building official partnership. When we update one of our certification exams, we usually have two building officials that serve on the committee that updates them. Uh, and then when we vet every single question, they are there vetting every single question. Now, I'm not going to say who, because probably their bosses wouldn't want to know that they're doing this, but they understand that what we are doing is in the best interest of the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've been to some of those meetings, and, and I, I've seen it as well, and I know that those guys are competitors, but uh, yeah, absolutely. They get together and, and figure out what's in the best interest of the industry. Uh, now, when the global pandemic hit, and life was changing, that created some uh, some issues for everybody, building officials, laboratories, inspection agencies, and certification providers. Uh, what? How did you? How did you deal with it at Wassel uh, to make sure you could still deliver the services that are needed by the the, the industry and the the code officials? Well, like everyone else. When we were sheltering in place, we were sheltering in place. I mean, we couldn't uh, provide service to anyone, um, even though construction is considered an essential industry. Certification bodies are not, right? So, uh, and we are, our office is located in the state of Maryland and Governor Larry Hogan was way out in front of sheltering in place and, and really, taking a hard line on protecting the citizens of the state of Maryland. What we did was we immediately investigated an online testing platform. Uh, our web provider specializes in trade associations. That's their market niche. So they have an existing, uh, existing testing platform within their offerings. Now, obviously, it has to be modified to meet our needs. And we did some certain things to get the online testing up and running. Uh, we started out with our two uh, biggest tests in terms of volume, number of volume, soil one and concrete one. And we immediately created 10 versions of each test. We usually only had two. Um, and with the online, those who are taking the test online will never see a version of the test that they would take in person. Uh, so, and we can track who's taken what version. So if someone is not successful, they don't get the same version. On the other hand, we had to say, how are we going to protect the integrity of our testing process? So we implemented several safeguards. One was you can only take a test in your employer's office. And you can only take a test between the hours of 7 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock in the evening. And you can only take a test Monday to Friday. It is not available. You can't get access to the test. Second, we replicated what we do with face-to-face -face tests. So 
we require the PE who's in charge of the lab to sign off that our protocols were not compromised in terms of exam security. Nothing was brought into the test site that is not permitted. We have some open book, we have some closed book. You know, we have some you have STM standards you take a look at. We have some with plans you take a look at. We have our foundations has a report you have to take a look at. So that gets to go in. Well, they don't, those don't go in. Those are online. Those are all digitized. But there's no cell phones over. And so they have to sign basically a certification with their PE stamp that says, or an approved administrator by Wassel that says nothing was compromised. The technician has to do the same thing. Uh, we make them take a picture of their government issued ID and submit it with their application. So that's the same thing we do when we test in person. These are proctored by the PE essentially. Uh, Yes, or, or an approved administrator. Or an, now, approved administrator at that laboratory or company or a, an approved Wassel? No, it's uh, an approved state. administrator at the company that Wassel approves. Oh, I see. Okay. We have, we have certain trust. people that we deal with on a repeated basis mm -hmm. that you know, either coordinate uh, the technician certifications for their company, um, so there's only certain people who can uh, sign up a technician. A technician can't go online and sign up for an online test. We, they, an approved person has to sign that technician up for the test. That's okay. another safeguard that we put into place. In addition, once the sheltering in place orders have lifted, we opened up the office uh, to testing, but you, like other services, you have to make a reservation in advance. Uh, prior to COVID, we did testing on demand. If you want to come to a test, you call either the day or day before, come to the office, we'll give you a test. We did more than 3,000 tests last year. Um, and we're, you know, uh, and so we are constantly running tests simply because every jurisdiction in the metropolitan Washington area, if you are not certified, you cannot work. They enforce the special inspection provisions, but they, they've been doing that before special inspections appeared in Chapter 17 of IBC because we've had these programs around since the late 70s. Um, so we have continued to, to operate that way. So we, we have the safeguards in place. You can reserve to come to the office, but we can only have three people test at a time. We have two different times during the day in which they can reserve. Uh, uh, we do screening here. I do temperature screening when someone shows up. Uh, I make them sign a release form that says they haven't cared for anyone, they haven't been out of the country, et cetera. I'm sure everyone's seen those types of forms, but we're just trying to keep people safe. Now, those are for the uh, written exams or the physical demonstration of testing? Those are for the written exams. Written exams. Okay, now how, it, it sounded like the physical demonstration of testing, is that also proctored by the, the PE at the laboratory or the approved Wassel evaluator? Yes, it is. But we make them videotape the actual test that they go through. And they have to, you know, they, they submit it to a, you know, a Dropbox account and we review it. And after we watch them run through the various different test procedures, we determine whether or not they pass. 
Okay, that's um, great. So we've done that. But what we also do, because we are very service oriented, if you have five or more people who need to get certified, we will come to you. Um, we require masks. We require, you know, again, uh, the, the appropriate safety protocols uh, to help assure that people are not compromised uh, during the test. So we will come to you if you have five or more. We have uh, a wonderful group uh, of individuals who will do proficiency testing for us and or written tests. Uh, example, last night we were in a member office and we did 20, we did 20 certification tests last night. So wow. and that's pretty much a weekly occurrence with uh, with one of our members and I've got three calls I have to make because people are demanding it. And what's made it even more amazing because of the issue that you brought up, Brian, is that other certification bodies aren't working right now or not working smoothly. So we are really traveling all over the country and providing our uh, training classes and our certification um, program and the online platform has allowed us to reach a lot more people uh, in different parts of the, the country that has made it uh, much more uh, familiar and, and easy. I mean, it's really easy to get certified. Yeah, that, that's good to know because people all over the country are clamoring for certification programs to be, to be available. Uh, many state DOTs manage their own certification programs, and they've all been uh, challenge trying to figure out how to deliver this in a safe and responsible way and still meet the needs of, uh, you know, their own needs and the needs of their uh, certificates in their program. So they may, they may be interested in, in looking to a program that has got some online uh, certifications. Uh, but they do, they do have concerns about the validation that goes on with the competency evaluation. So uh, the concept of having the video review uh, may be appealing to them. Uh, so that that you, you may be flooded with a lot of requests. Uh, how, how would you be able to handle all of those new requests? Well, that that's a good question. And I really don't know if I have a, a really good answer right now. Typically, when we move out of our historic service area, which is the metropolitan Washington, D.C. region, we are dealing with offices of existing members. Uh, as you guys are well aware, there's been a lot of consolidation in our industry um, with some major national players. Um, you know, for example, we'll go to a Terracon office or an ECS office in Dallas or Oklahoma City or Atlanta. Or, you know, I don't want to forget some others. PSI, I, I don't want to. Sure, okay. sure. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to worry about that. That's okay. Too many to name. Those are basically, you know, when we leave our area, um, that's who we're, we are servicing right now. Uh, and, you know, there's some issues and, you know, I'm, I'm concerned in Texas, I'm concerned in Georgia and Florida right now just because of what's going on there. So uh, we would have to have some fairly serious protocols, but the online platform for at least basic soil one and concrete one, and to do the, you know, the, to video the, the proficiency exam, 
you know, if someone is going to compromise the integrity of our process, they're going to do it regardless of what system we have in place. We have a pretty good track record as an organization. That hasn't happened a lot since 1974. So, yeah, now, do you have a process? Do you have a process whereby uh, Wassel can deny uh, certifications when you uncover anything that is uh, potentially a, a threat to the um, objectivity or or uh, the effectiveness of the certification program? Our policy is if someone or a business compromises our program, we issue a notice with the evidence indicating that they are barred from taking any Wassel certification for five years. And if they have any certification in place, that will be automatically rescinded. We also give the individual or the company the opportunity to rebut the accusation in a due process format. So we just don't say, we're going to take it away. We said, it's come to our attention. This has happened. Here are the consequences. If you do not agree that this has taken place, these are the procedures you have to follow. Right. So that's, oh, that that's makes sense. And I think in you know, over the last you know, 60 years, I think we've done it two or three times. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we you'll do never have to deal with We learned to bar cell phones uh, from our testing venues because someone took a picture of all the questions and put them up on the internet, so we had to redo the tests. So, you know, live and learn, but that was meant <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, 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 you have that once in a while. So you, got, you guys have adapted pretty pretty quickly to, to life under a global pandemic with offering online courses. Uh, what... When we get back to normal, presuming we get back to normal eventually, uh, <laughs> what what are you going to carry with you? You know, what lessons learned are you going to continue to maintain in your program that that you have maybe felt have actually gone better since making these changes? Well, the online platform is definitely going to stay. I mean, it 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 has been uh, you know it, it's been a lifesaver for a lot of our, our companies because, you know, the Wassel members are busy right now. Um, they've got ongoing projects. Um, there's seems to be, I wish I had a stake in a crane company because everywhere I look <laughs> the area, there are cranes everywhere. Uh, but um, our guys are busy and uh, they need to get their people certified. And, and you know, even if it wasn't required, most of our members would do it just because it's the right thing to do. Uh, from a risk standpoint, from a, a professionalism standpoint, and um, to a health and safety standpoint, uh, it's the right thing to make sure that their people that they send in the field have baseline minimum qualifications. Very so good. that's going to stay. Um, everything else right now, we're, we're going to reach out to, to more of our, uh, to help the DOTs right now to maybe be a resource for them. 
Um, we, our concrete one, which is not much different than the ICC concrete one, is not much different than the ACI concrete one, is not different from most of the most of the DOT concrete ones. They're they're extraordinarily similar. You know, some different focus. We deal more with the principles of concrete in addition to just ASTM or ACI standards. Um, so. You know, it's a, a little more in depth that way. But basically, anyone who has an ACI, Wassel, DOT, Concrete One has the same certification. So we would sit down and we have been dealing with DOTs uh, to say, can this substitute for your, your certification right now? We're doing addendums to our soil one to address specific DOT needs. So you can have two soil one tests, one for DOT and one just for, you know, like the difference between horizontal and vertical construction. Right. Yeah, that's something in the accreditation world we deal with too. Um, you know, it's it's great to have a global standard and it's great to have a national standard. When you get start getting down to the state and local, uh, it gets very complicated and it, it causes people like us have to make adjustments to the way we deliver those services so that's great that you're on top of that and and thinking about how you can meet the needs of the industry uh kim uh we we've talked a lot did you have any <laughs> did you have any questions for tom i've been like i'm like okay i'm gonna jump in and then tom answers the question i was going to ask naturally so i honestly have don't have much to add to this conversation i think you guys have answered most of my like most of the questions i've come up i've come up with in my head of not knowing really that much about this this part of the world um but tom one question that maybe you can expand a little bit more on that you've talked on is the lasting impacts this global pandemic will have on your work and for wassell and in the industry well i wish my crystal ball worked a little better than it does um i i think it, it it shows that people can be flexible when they need to be. And they can look at the same things differently. We have jurisdictions that would never, ever accept electronic reports. You physically had to turn them in, mail them in. Well, that's all changed now, right? So uh, I think the whole idea of how things are inspected uh, and observed, how construction is observed, that there's going to be more use of video uh, on sites and, uh, you know, just more digital uh, applications for what used to be non-digital uh, processes. I think those are going to be lasting changes to, to the industry uh, and um, I just, uh, I, I think it's going to be much better. I mean, we've had this, this ongoing conversation with certain building officials on whether you have to have a physical set of plans on the site or you could have an electronic set of plans on the site because the physical plans don't seem to get updated as much as the digital plans are. So. Uh, you know, it's just causing people out of necessity to say, well, this is the way we have to do things. On every special inspection job in the metropolitan Washington area, there's a pre-construction meeting requirement. Those used to be held in person. 
now they're not going to be held in person. And I can't imagine that someone would say, now that we can actually meet face to face, that you have to have these in person again. So I think all th those types of applications are going to continue to move forward as whenever we get back to whatever sense of normalcy is. Yeah, we look forward to that day. Uh, again, this, is, this has been Tom Cohn from Wassel. Tom, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's been great learning more about uh, what you guys are doing and how you're adapting. And I think there's a lot of great lessons learned uh, from this conversation that people will enjoy hearing. So again, I appreciate your time today and uh, good luck uh, fighting the good fight out there and keeping people certified and, and uh, knowledgeable about the work they're doing. Well, thank you for having me. And if anyone wants to get some more information about what we have and you know, some of our materials, it's available on our website, www.wassel.org. So, and we're here, we're here for the industry. And thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to Astro Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send an email to podcasts at astroresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Ashto Resources' Twitter feed or go to astroresource.org.